0: Ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of our Gasmic Birth Podcast Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. There is so much to consider about childbirth on the continuum of sexuality. I hope you've been enjoying learning about the power of language, the anatomy of pleasure, and the ways that you can create more comfort and pleasure in childbirth. My guest today is going to take us even deeper in how birth can unleash your greatest sexual potential. I love hearing from clients how when they are fully open to birth in every way, feeling safe and supported, they access their wild woman. And as one person said to me that she figured once her husband saw her give birth, she never held back again in sex. She said, my wildness created the best sex of our lives after having a baby. So I hope Wherever you are, you're smiling and wanting to know more, and that's why I am so honored today to welcome London Angel Winter. She's an author, a teacher, a thought leader in the conversation of sacred intimacy, and her passion is helping others reclaim pleasure, thrive in sacred relationships, and love like they've never been hurt. She and her life partner, Justin Patrick Pierce, are the authors of Playing With Fire, The Spiritual Path of Intimate Relationships, and The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love, Owner's Manuals for Attracting Love, Creating Passion, and Sustaining Sacred Relationships. Together, they lead transformative high-end retreats that immerse attendees in their signature training, Yoga of Intimacy. She's going to tell you more about her programs and ways that you can connect with her at the end. So please listen, because you definitely want to hear everything that London has to say and how you can reach out to her other programs. So London, welcome. Um, I so love your work, and I have been so looking forward to our conversation today. I'm so happy to be here and talk about this precious
1: portal that is available in this lifetime. It's unlike any other.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? It's really so incredible. And I think when we look at how many people have so much fear rather than an curiosity and openness to what it holds, I know your story is particularly important because you even wrote to me that your birth and the newborn period accelerated your sexual awakening and bonded you deeper to your partner. Those were powerful words as I read them I just tingled and thought can you tell everyone a bit about your birth and your experience yes so I I didn't think kids were in this lifetime for me
1: and when I had yet another miscarriage I said to my creator all right I'm not going to be a victim I can't have kids in this lifetime what could I do that would make it worth it not being a mom And I got, write a a book with your partner. And that was the Awakened Woman's Guide that you mentioned. The day we turned that book in, I got super nauseated. And I thought I was in menopause because I hadn't gotten my cycle for a little while, but I'm at that age, 47. I thought I was in menopause, but I got super nauseated, peed on a stick, and I was pregnant. The day we turned in that book, that was my reconciliation for not being a mom.
0: (laughs) Isn't that crazy?
1: That (laughs) is. Yeah, and then it was super healthy pregnancy beyond miracles. Just one miracle after the next. Every time I went to the doctor, their jaw was on the floor. She was just perfect. And I decided to have her at home at 48 years old, first time. And that was a big decision, right? Because there was a lot of fear in the medical community around me. But I just trusted my body. And I just trusted my intuition that I think this is the right move. And I did it. And in the candlelight of our bedroom on Rose Avenue in Los Angeles, California, this 48 year old mom gave birth to a baby girl. And I had been a practitioner of sacred intimacy, not just a dedicated daily practitioner, a teacher, big time involvement in this work. And nobody that I knew in that work really had kids or if they did have kids, they found sacred intimacy after the kids went to college or they, there weren't a lot of toddlers, babies, newborns in that community. And it was fascinating to me because first it was like, what's the birth gonna do to my sexuality? It accelerated it. The surrender that I found in that labor process The willingness to trust my body even when I thought I was going to die and just saying, okay, you know what you're doing. My midwife kept saying, your body knows what it's doing. You just listen to your body. You just lean into your body. You just trust your body. And every single minute of that 24 hours of freight train labor, I just kept leaning in deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it just taught me how to lean into orgasm. In a way that even before that, I wasn't. I was still, I still had elements of control. But after that birth, where I gave it all up, I gave it all up. I thought I was going to die. And I just said, okay, I'm here. I just trust. I'm just going to release. And I've never been the same since. And the thing that's so miraculous about the body is giant rubber band, like, I opened to the size of the universe and then just came right back to my same size right after. It's every single thing about this birth was a total mir- miracle. <laughs> and I honestly just feel like I stood by and watched. I feel like, I just feel like the whole thing happened through me.
0: That is so beautiful, London. I love your words, right? And I think that It's so powerful. First of all, I love the conception, but such a synchronistic moment of birthing your book and finding out you're pregnant. But to choose a home birth, right, at 48 and then be able to surrender and open your body in such a powerful way. Those are like incredible lessons, right? No other opportunity in life here. You had already been a practitioner gives you that like birth does. What can I ask you, like allowed you to feel safe enough? What were some of the ways that you could access that opening? I'm so glad you asked that
1: question because when I first got involved in sacred sexuality and what I call sexual yoga, because it's like, Less about what you're thinking, more about what you're doing with your body. You can be thinking, I'm old, I'm ugly, and I'm wrinkled. But if you're willing to soften the front surface and inhale his breath, it's all wonderful, right? That's what I love about sexual yoga. And my births look like that. My doula, who was also a really good friend of mine, who's also a sexual yogini, she was just laughing at me because the whole time I kept looking over at her and I just go, this is terrible. This is terrible. Oh, my God, this is terrible. (laughs) And the thing I love about sexual yoga, the way we teach it and the way my birth was, is like, it didn't have to look pretty. It was messy and I was a mess and I didn't have to be like, I love this. I was just like all in on the experience and the experience was gnarly. And I was expressing the gnarliness. And what's so cool is when you have a sacred relationship where your man's all in for the same ride. My husband was literally, I I gave you a picture of us in the labor process where you can see he's got his arms around me. And I, like I said, my labor was 24 hours. And do you know Justin had his arms around me, holding my hips, because you know that feels really good when you're in labor, when they like squeeze your hips. He was squeezing my hips and breathing me for 24 hours straight. We did labor together. We got pregnant together. We did pregnancy together. And then in labor, it was as hard for him as it was for me because he was there for every single breath and his breath through my breath. And it just reminded me of that beautiful, the midwife just kept saying, this is just so beautiful because he's holding me and I'm holding the baby and she's holding all of us. And it was such a team. And it was like, no one of us could have done it alone. And then also, I was pretty banged up when Ava came out, and she went right on Justin's chest. And Justin had sang to her every single night when she was in my belly, and she looked right at him like she knew him. And then they were working on me, like, come back to us. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) terrible but it was great because I didn't have to be unicorns and rainbows and I'm not that way sexually either I have my no and I I always to my clients you don't have to be happy morning and grateful all the time you just want to be expressed and so that's what my birth looked like and it was a total mess (laughs) and I loved it it was like a hot
0: mess (laughs) and I love the hot mess and the the wildness of it all and I also love that you had a doula too because I'm a big one about midwife doula. And as you said, bringing that team together so that they create the safety for you and your husband and your baby to do the messiness of labor and birth. But kudos to Justin, too. 24 hours of holding your hips doulas out there. No, that's a lot of work. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, it was crazy. I love that you're honoring too, that you were a mess after, right? Like 24 hours of labor, that's a journey, right? Wow, that is more than a marathon. So to be able to give yourself that time to just be, right? To just land as a parent. So what is something that you took from the birth, that kind of sensual and sexual awakening that you felt that you pulled forward? How did you bring that into, because I know postpartum, that can be your highest, your lowest lows and often not feeling very sexy. So how did you take that energy forward into your relationship?
1: Mm. I work with a lot of women who have lost the ability to orgasm or they never have had an orgasm. You wouldn't be able to believe how many women confess to me in secret I've never had an orgasm. And they think there's something wrong with them. And I'm like, girl, you're in a big crowd. You know what I mean? And there's no problem there. It's just something that got bypassed for you in your development and we get it back. And one of the big things about orgasm is that willingness to face the annihilation of self. In Kashmir Shaivism, there's a saying that the only real fear anyone has is the annihilation of self when your self dissolves into the all that is. And that's what a really full body, like curl your toes, blow your mind orgasm, is you dissolve to self. There's just no more sense of self. You dissolve into the, the miracle. And I'll tell you what, my birth was the biggest lesson in dissolving self that I've ever experienced. I, was a former fitness champion is a big part of my story because prior to learning the art of sexual yoga, I thought that attraction had to do with your body. And I worked on my body and I tried to overcome eating patterns through physical fitness. And I had this whole history, which is all in my product, Loving Your Weight Off. Like I made a product, the whole thing. But it was like this whole journey for me. And I had won fitness competitions through an iron core All of that broke apart on the day of that birth. It was so painful. And it was a big lesson for me that every single thing I had chosen to do in my life, I had to face on the day of that birth. And it really reminded me of what it's like when you meet the day of your death. And we had a stall in the birth. And I had to go to the gates of life and death and pull Ava, say, okay, come in, it's time. And that's when my cervix immediately started opening. Isn't that amazing? My midwife was like, okay, let's go. And I went, because I'm a shamanic practitioner. I went and I invited her down. And then immediately everything opened and started moving again. But because I got to meet all of these like hardcore existential fears and dissolve them and dive into the mystery full face, I really experienced a new relationship to orgasm from that moment on. It still hasn't left me. Just this willingness to trust life. And the other thing that I really brought forward out of that birth was the mystery school, that there's things happening that our cognitive minds can't even grasp. The growing of a baby and my body knowing exactly how to birth her Exactly what to do, far beyond my involvement of any sort. I just trust life. Like I, I used to think I was in control of life. And now I'm absolutely a co creator. I'm absolutely like I'm all the way in on my part, but I recognize that there's a miracle happening here that is so far beyond my understanding and I will never understand it. And I don't even need to. I can just play with it, just like I did in my birth right? So I'm just, it was just an acceleration of, for me, sex is a living prayer and pleasure is, is, is like a prayer. It's my way of creating with divine source energy. I got lessons in my birth that have completely changed my relationship to my sexuality.
0: Just so powerful to hear your story and sex is that living prayer, beautiful statement. And to hear how that opening to birth opened you to so much more, right? I think that is the portal of birth, right? It was designed to be this incredible portal and to see how you've utilized your expertise and still birth taught so many lessons, that opened you up and opened you to orgasm in new ways. And thank you for honoring all the listeners that may not have had an orgasm, right? And know that they can reach out to you after and get more coaching and guidance as well. But I also want to ask you, because you went on to talk about how that your newborn also continues to teach you about unleashing Can you talk about that? What was this time like with your new babe? And It's funny because the birth alone was like lifetimes of learning.
1: But then as as everything just comes at you, like, you don't even even get to recover from the birth and suddenly you're trying to latch and then you're trying to figure out how to give her a bath. So I had this crazy shamanic experience in the birds. And then the very next morning, as soon as she recovered from the birth, at first she was very drowsy and we had this beautiful night sleeping together in our bed. And my husband and I were just awake the whole night trying not to roll over on her because she was this tiny little peanut. But then she recovered from the birth and suddenly there are the full throat screams. She would just unleash. And being a sexual yogi, I had been working on unleashing for the 10 years before just working in class after class and sexual moment with Justin after sexual moment and just unleashing full throttle. And I looked at my precious little Ava and I saw how it's really done because what was lacking from her awareness was, I'm sorry, I'm doing this. She had no, I'm sorry. She was just here. Or I got to have like, rationalizing. I have a good reason to do this. She didn't need a reason. She would just be like, fully expressed, or I got to make this quick for you because I know you're probably going to time out on this one and your capacity to handle my fullness is only so much. All of those things that go on in an adult person's mind, this little precious being of light had none of it. She was just here existing in her absolute fullness, totally responsive to the moment, and the thing that was so beautiful is how she would go from, like, screaming her head off to giggling. She was just absolutely present in any moment she was in. And the other thing that really blew me away about her unleashing is that she never choked or got a sore throat because her whole front surface of her body was so relaxed that she could scream for an hour and not lose her voice. She's completely equanimous with dark, light, happy, sad. I learned, I'd, I would literally just sit there and marvel at her. And the other thing that was so beautiful is because of my 10 years of unleashing, I never shut her down. We chose not to use a pacifier. We chose not to do any pacifying things whatsoever. So our first two years were pretty hard because we were just dealing with her emotion at full throttle. And what we did is we just said, thank you for showing us, and we're going to try and find out what you need. And we just made it okay for her to express. And for me to be able to give that gift that I never received was, and then
0: observe it and see how it's done. I mean, priceless, just priceless. Really priceless. It's really touching me, and I'm sure for many listeners, to be able to be so fully present and see children for that, for their openness, that unleashing, and how much we do pacify or shut people down, right, from babies. And we certainly do it to adults and to each other. So I have to say, even I like am like going, wow, these are beautiful connections on how we can learn to unleash and support each other from the youngest phases. Beautiful. And during that time, can I ask, like, how was the intimacy between you and your partner? I know that those times of giving so much to a little one can also be a stressful time to find our own moments of unleashing and pleasure. Well, it's funny because we
1: are essentially sex experts, right? And we have a daily practice of sexual yoga. When you become a very advanced practitioner of sexual yoga, you come to realize that there's the indulgent side of sex, which is very much like, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I need, or this is what it looks like for a relationship to be healthy. So we got to check that box. All of these ways that we indulge craving or try and avoid conflict through sex but when you practice devoutly, you come into equanimity around sex, meaning total allowing for the moment, life on life's terms, the moment to be what it is. And you stop grasping for the moment to be different than it is. And so ironically, my husband and I didn't have actual intercourse for about six months after she was born. I did exclusive nursing, so she was on my breast like every two hours for six months. We really met the moment the way the moment is in the sense that it wasn't appropriate for us to have sex. Also, I had a lot of tearing and I had a lot of recovery to do. And he was so equanimous with it. He was like, this is the stage we're in. But because we're sexual yogis, we weren't in fear around that. It wasn't like it was going to not come back. We were just, is today the right day? It's not. But I think the thing that really made it, where it brought us closer together and not apart, is that because of our sexual training, we relate sexually in ways beyond penetration. More beginner sexual practitioners, they really need the penetration to reassure the bond. But as you become very adept in sexuality, you're in the subtle body, You're in the romance, the seduction, you're in glances, you're in all of the beautiful intimacy that can happen like all the time. And all of that was still alive for us. So it was a very connected time. We were this brand new family with this miracle baby. Neither of us thought we would have a child, but we were keeping that pilot light lit. And so both of us were very nourished sexually, even though it wasn't through like intercourse.
0: So beautiful to hear. And again, thank you, because I hope for all the listeners, it's giving you permission because sometimes I've heard from partners like they have this understanding that you wait six weeks after birth and partners sometimes are like waiting. Today's the six week mark. Is it today? So how can people that maybe haven't begun that yoga of intimacy and that, how can they meet those partners' expectations and desires? in this time. The most important thing is what you can
1: do and then what you can request that they do. On your end, you have this beautiful baby. You're, you're traumatized from the birth, right? Like your physical body, you know, your minerals are low. You're now you're nursing, like your body is like physically exhausted, but you also have this miracle of a human And it's so tempting as uh, mothers to just pour all of our love into the peanut. And one thing I did is I poured my love into the peanut and Justin. In the same way into birth, when he was holding me and I was holding her, I'm holding her and I'm leaning into him. And I involved him every day with my own needs. I would look at him like, hey, do I still exist? Because I didn't want to feel like the invisible mom. And I would just make him a part of my world. And it was really tempting to just have it be me and Ava because she was such a a marvel. And it was tempting to have it be him and Ava because she was so radiant. when I'm like drab and tired. But we really kept our connection going. And that's one thing I would recommend new moms do is really include your husband in the process. Communicate with him. Tell him what you need. Pay attention to him too. And I did that and and it really helped us stay close together. And then the other thing that you could do is you could tell him, you could give him some information about your body because had we started having sex before that six month mark, it would have involved a lot of pain for me and I would have developed a no. Like the no that I didn't say to sex would have come through my body and then he would have felt that no in my tissues. I know some women even squeeze their man out when they don't even realize they're doing. And there's all these ways that we say yes to our man, but no with our body. And one thing I've always been religious about is being authentic with Justin. I'm either a yes or a no. And if I'm a yes, you'll be able to feel that in my sacred sexual center. And so because we moved at the speed of our turn-on, genuinely and authentically, by the time we had sex, it was explosive was wonderful. It was like great for the both of us. And it was better than it was before baby. And we were both just freaking thrilled. And then it was a crazy period because now I was ready and it was this amazing period of time. Like months of just wild love making because it was a whole new chapter. But I think if I had forced myself to have sex before I was ready, he would have gotten like a woman who was saying yes being a now, I would have not wet, not interested, not excited, not equally there. And so there's just an element of honesty. Um, but what most people do is honesty is rejection. Just no. And what I did was no with an open heart. Hey, I don't think I'm there yet. Could we do this instead? Because remember, there was a
0: lot of intimacy. There
1: just wasn't a lot of intercourse until my body was really there.
0: Wonderful. That's such a beautiful way of stating it, London. I know that's going to help. I hope people are playing this for partners too. So (laughs) partners can hear because communication and how we do that is so important. So, for someone who may just be in early pregnancy that's listening, we get a lot of our listeners share there. What would be one tip you would say to them to prepare for this full experience for this? embodiment, and unleashing. You know, my
1: biggest tip, if you have a willing partner, is to learn to breathe together. Like we go to pregnancy classes and we learn how to breathe with our baby for birth. Why not include him where he's breathing you, your breathing baby? Because man, when your man's involved in your birth and he's right there, not only does he feel like he's a part of it and an important part of it, But you get all of his strength and all of his breath and all of his stamina. And the baby feels that like Justin and Ava. She's now four and a half. They are thick as thieves, my daughter and my husband. And it's because he's just always played a very active role. But he didn't have to play an active role by being a Mr. Mom. Because I'm a big time, full time. Like, I really am involved as a mom he played an active role as a dad. And she really loves that. And she's valued that and it's bonded them. And so if I were like three months pregnant, I would say to my husband, hey, why don't you be involved too? And through the yoga of intimacy, you could just learn like just the ability to sink breaths together, which is so bonding and put you on the same team. And You would have that through the third trimester when you're miserable. And then when you link breath together, he's like seeing you and you feel beautiful again. You know what I mean? Then you have it in the birth and he's right there with you for the birth and he's involved. But then that newborn stage is so volatile and everybody gets so tired and the baby's crying and nerves are fried. And Justin and I would just sink breath. We would just sink breath, get back on the same team. Because think about it. Is it okay if I say one more thing? Yes, please. A baby is all reactivity, right? Reactivity. They don't have that prefrontal cortex to modulate. And so it brings a lot of reactivity into your relationship. And if you two aren't good yogis knowing how to deal with reactivity, it's like their little reactivity fire sets your fire, which sets his fire. And then all three of you are burning down. But when you like, have a baby who's being reactive and you look at your partner like ouch and he looks at you like I got you and you sink up breath and then the baby feels that everything calms down and we use that oh my gosh we use that on a daily basis and that was how we were able to not pacify her with a pacifier or throw a snack in her hands or do all the things that say, don't feel your feelings, do this. We were like, feel your feelings, we're here for you. We'll show you what to do. We'll show you how to breathe through this. We were able to bring her that gift and stay on the same team and not have our
0: partnership fall into volcanic reactivity ourselves. So important. So I know people are saying, how do I connect with you and (laughs) take your courses? Can you share what are some of the different courses you have available and where people can find you and sign up? Sure. The easiest way is our books. We're on Amazon. The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting
1: Love is the first book. It's really for women. (laughs) Uh, Most people read it in two days. It's like such an easy read, but very deep. And then there's Playing with Fire. The Spiritual Path of Intimate Relationship. And this is for both men and women. And it's the deeper cut on how to really live with passion in your relationship, even if you've been together for 20 years. And those are our two books and those are on Amazon. On my website, London Angel Winters, I have online courses. One is Loving Your Weight Off, which is the whole thing about coming into that love relationship with your body that naturally calms down the food. Then I have attracting your beloved, how to the steps to get into sacred relationship, whether you're looking or with somebody, but you want to move it into sacred relationship. And then we also have uh, monthly meetups. So we have a women's meetup monthly on Patreon, men's meetup monthly, and a couple's meetup. And we guide everybody in practice so you can learn these practices. So for example, if a couple was on here and they wanted to learn the synchronized breath, the Patreon couples evening would be a
0: great place to learn it. Fantastic. And for those listening, we're putting all those links into the show notes. So when you're someplace where you can read the notes, take a look, all the links will be there. And London, thank you so much for sharing your journey, your beautiful birth of Ava. And all your intimate tips and really eye-opening ways that we can bring more connection and unleash our full potential in every way. So thank you. Your podcast is just the best and I'm just so honored to be on it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, please leave us your comments. We love to hear your feedback. We always appreciate you rating us and leaving your feedback about the podcast. And we hope you'll join us next time on the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.